0: Welcome to Toffee Talk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You just swallowed all your words.
0: By us. .com. Joining me today is Chris. Hey. TJ. <laughs> David. What's up? And Brent. Hi. Uh, today on this podcast we're gonna be talking about what we've been watching before going into our film, TV, and game news segment. So Just who wants to kick us off for what we've been watching and or playing?
1: I'll go first because I'm gonna go quick. I haven't really watched anything. Okay, that <laughs> uh, <but laughs> was quick. <laughs> Caught up on the leftovers. We can talk about that some other time. Uh, but the thing that I have, I posted to the group. Can't stop playing Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. Yeah, uh, got fourth place two days ago. Two kills, fourth place. You know, still still ser- searching for that chicken dinner. They added uh, new guns, which is fun. I want them to keep adding stuff because it's technically an early access. Uh, yeah. Um, so the more they add, the more I'm going to play, but I'm already playing a lot, so... Yeah. It's, it's from
0: from you talking about it, I started watching some videos, some, like, little playthroughs of um, good players and some not good players, and it's yeah. so entertaining.
1: Yeah, there's, like, there's a series on, uh, Polygon's YouTube channel, it's, a uh, Griffin McElroy, Russ Frushstick, um, normally Nick Robinson, and sometimes, uh... Justin McElroy, mm-hmm. and they call themselves the Awful Squad, and they're really bad, but they have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, recently their gimmick was to add this woman who works with them, uh, called Simone and they call her, uh, mama and <laughs> she calls them her, her good, good murder boys <laughs> and they don't do anything without her permission. <laughs> it's weird. It almost feels like it's branching into fetish territory, but it's a lot of fun. And then there's people who are really good like Acolyte, Sac- Sacreol. They're a lot of fun to watch. People who like actually are good at the game and get like 20 kills and then win. I still recommend it.
0: When you play, do you do, like, a team format? Like, go in and clear a house? Or do you just go, like, a uh, cat in a style?
1: It, it really depends. When Adam and I play, we normally play the first game like idiots and just, like, pick the place where we think most people are going to drop and then try and have a punch fight. <laughs> um, Superman punch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when that doesn't work out, in the second game, we'll, like, find a place that no one's going to go to, gear up, and kind of hide out. mm mm-hmm and then really it's just a positioning game it's you know the circle's closing in like the play area is shrinking so we try and like skirt around the edge of it but we always end up getting sniped and killed mm-hmm. it's unavoidable we p- played one the other day where we had a car and we were just like tearing ass around we come up to this building and we immediately hear shots getting fired at us and we're like okay so we like jump out of the car and like look off in the distance and this dude just right next to us just murks us both <laughs> so, All all matter of play styles, and it's fun to mix it up. I don't want to be the guy who sits in a house for, like, fucking 15 minutes Mm -hmm. to, like, get 10th place with zero kills. I'd rather get 30th and kill somebody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be about that life. Yeah. (laughs) About
1: that shoot-shoot life. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty much it. I really didn't watch anything else of any substance. That's it. Anyone else wants to go? They can
0: have the floor. I'll go. I didn't do, uh, too much. I saw a couple movies and, uh, watched a TV show. So, for the movies, I watched, um, I watched Working Girl. Nice. Mike Nichols' movie, Melanie Griffith, Sigourney Weaver, Harry Ford. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty charming. Yeah. Um, it's definitely the type of movie that ended up, imitation of it, ended up being, like, horrible drivel. Like, that took that format and, uh, kind of pounded it into the ground. Right. But, uh... And it's just well-written and, and well-directed so that it's like, uh, I don't know, it's romantic, kind of inspired. And Melly Griffith is really good in it. I've never seen her good before. <laughs> 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 and it's also fun to have a different look for Sigourney Weaver. When I, when I picture her, I picture her like a, a battle-axe badass, like like Ripley and yeah. strong characters. Even in Ghostbusters, she's still so... like strong and opinionated. And she's kind of like a fun villain in this. Uh, anybody
2: else seen it? I have. It's been a while. My mom really likes that movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it.
0: It's really... Uh, it's, all, And it's always fun to go back to 80s movies that are like about technology. The brilliant thing is acquiring a series of radio stations. And I just uh, go like, oh, you fools. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got an early Kevin Spacey appearance, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a cameo at the beginning where he's doing coke and pouring champagne on this secretary. So, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> but it was it was a charming watch. I also saw um, dipping My Toes Into Filmstruck. <laughs> nice. Uh-oh. I saw a Jim Jarmusch movie, Down by Law. You guys see that? No. You guys I see know. this movie? <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't uh, chill with the Jarmusch? No. You told can... tell me you made up Jim Jarmusch. I like Jim
3: Jarmusch. <laughs> so I've heard of Jim... I've never seen a Jim Jarmusch movie that I'm aware of. How
0: was it? It was good. When I was watching it, I, I kept thinking the movie is about uh, three people who are in jail it's uh John Lurie Roberto Benigni and Tom Waits
3: Nice.
0: Tom Waits is the best of them but when I was watching it it's like there's nothing in this that would be interesting to watch <laughs> it's like three people like long takes and it's like three people in a jail who are the three most like not speaking type people and they just play cards and just like look cool and just like bullshit just,
1: occasionally,
0: just bullshit. But they eventually escape from jail, and it ends up being, uh, and it ends indeed. up being pretty satisfying. Um, nice little kind of like slice of life. It takes place in New Orleans, and it's really steeped in that. And it's filmed in black and white. What what what
1: era Tom weighs is this? Is this full gravel, or is this still like? This is
0: like the <laughs> <laughs> what? This is like half, half gravel. I'm, I'm trying to place them. Like this came out right after Rain Dogs came out. And there's two Tom Waits songs in the movie. Cool. Which is kind of kind funny because he's just an actor in the movie. He plays a DJ. And he's got some funny bits where he's like, they're in jail and bored. he's like, do a DJ thing. And he's he's like, this is Lee Baby Sims. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just love hearing him talk. Yeah. Are there
2: any Jim Jarmusch movies that I'm like, um, more likely to have heard of? Coffee and um, Cigarettes.
0: Coffee and Cigarettes is a big one. Stranger Than Paradise. Um, Ghost Dog. The one with Force Whitaker. Is oh, that, yeah. The Samurai. Yeah, Samurai. Okay, nice. um, such a
1: weird one that it's him.
3: Yeah, <laughs> *The um, Coffee and
1: Cigarettes is probably his.
3: Yeah, for people our age, his most famous mm-hmm. work.
1: That's it's really bizarre. It's the one where where Bill Murray is uh, the waiter at the diner and is serving coffee to the Rizza and the Jizza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you Bill
0: Murray, <laughs> shh, <laughs> <I> low <love> profile. <laughs> I just always remember him like uh, they said like the the coffee's not good it's, it tastes burnt and yeah. he just drinks it out of the pot he's like seems okay to me <laughs> is,
3: is that is it uh, Jack White and Meg White that have the time travel talk about building a time machine
0: I don't remember specifically I just know they're in it yeah okay. I
3: think it's really a boring vignette <laughs> when they're just trying to like they're, they're arguing the, the realistic possibilities of time travel <laughs> and they're not good
1: actors <laughs> I think I could probably throw on any Jim Jarmusch movie other than Ghost Dog and just as like a lullaby <laughs> just, it's black and white, it's slow, it's conversational, and it's just gonna lull you to sleep. Yeah. Perfect.
0: I'm not the hugest German fan. Like, I saw it Strange of the Paradise It's my first one. This is a couple of years before this one. It's black and white, and it's just people walking around Detroit. Like, they have a cousin from Austria or something. And it was just so boring. Yeah. I just really wasn't into it when I saw it. But I like this one more. This one's kind of more cited as one of his classics. Cool. Nice. Down by lol. And, uh, last movie I saw, um, it's from 1939, going back. I saw mm. a, a Katherine Hepburn movie. Ooh. Her in her prime. I saw Bringing Up Baby. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's a nice, like, screwball comedy. I've never seen it. Yeah. She's uh, she's kind of, like, insane manic energy. And are there are lots of
1: zany slips and falls. Yeah, there's some slips and falls. So, so is there some Penny Whistle?
0: I don't think no Penny Whistle. Uh, there's Pennywise in it, though. Okay. He's, like, in the background, just looking on. God, i horrified. That <laughs> wasn't in the a movie, David. oh well, why don't they what? do that?
1: <laughs> put him in other movies? Put Pennywise in other That'd movies. That'd be great viral marketing if they could get other movies to put Pennywise just, like, in, like, a frame. So this is,
3: like, barely... It has to do with what we're talking about. But, <laughs> you remember the uh, the marketing when Carrie the remake came out, and they would have like a coffee shop, and they would have like
1: paranormal shit move, like yeah, tell yeah, yeah. Had a girl. Yeah, it was like genius marketing, I thought. It yeah, was, like, viral Facebook videos. I don't remember that. It was like they had the table that moved, and then like it, it was uh, they would have
3: some actress like stand up and be like, "Get out of my way!" and move her arms back, and all the stuff. Oh, yeah, in. I do remember that. But so, anyway, the marketing for that was really good, and. Uh, Bring up Pennywise. I'm surprised we didn't get more, like, red balloons released <laughs> in public places file yeah. videos.
1: I think that'd be really smart. Or more clowns in the woods trying to lure children in. What if that was all, like... That whole thing was just <laughs> viral <laughs> marketing. Yes, yeah, so more people would be
3: aware about it. Because well, that's the problem with that movie. It's not quite scary enough.
0: <laughs> Maybe it is just viral marketing for killing children. <laughs> Directed by Pennywise the Clown. Yep. But anyway, that's bringing up baby. <laughs> 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 nice. Who's the who's the male lead? It's Cary Grant? Cary Grant. And it's kind of interesting because he plays a like a nerd archaeologist guy in it, and there's like dinosaur bones. He's, he's really like <laughs> <laughs> just like that, everywhere. <laughs> that's weird. You know, unlike a regular Cary Grant one <laughs> that does not have dinosaur bones. <laughs> but it's 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 a very entertaining farce screwball, great uh, dialogue. Yeah. (laughs) Snappy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) There's a word for that noise.
0: Yeah, and uh, Catherine Hepburn's just, like, magnetic and charming in it. And I've never seen it before, so... Nice. It's a good one to cross off the list. It's a nice
1: little watch. It's a good reason to watch something. (laughs) It's a good
0: reason. And the only thing I've watched on TV that's new other than recurring stuff is uh, Bachelorette. Do tell. (laughs) It's just... It's been uh, semi-entertaining so far. There was (laughs) a... Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis on. The same episode that also had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I was wondering so why... We they, got
1: star power. I was wondering why they were doing the rounds on, like, morning talk shows talking about how, like, it was, it kept getting, it was clipped in YouTube Where like, the first kiss story. Like, why the fuck is
0: this getting brought up? Yeah. They're actually really entertaining on that show. They're, they're pretty funny. They seem like normal people, too. Nice. They don't have like a lot of makeup. They're just dressed in like jeans and stuff and say, we love the show. And they actually reference stuff from like the last couple seasons. So, <laughs> celebs, they're just like me and you. Or just me, because I think I'm the only one who watches. Whenever I see Mila Kunis, I always go, <laughs> just <like me." laughs> <La. so> <laughs> that's just like me. I'm so Mila. That's just like Mila. But that's what I've been watching. Nice. With all the Facebook talk about how good the,
3: the redo of Twin Peaks is, Mika Sandra dove into that rabbit hole. You do, you're going to try to do the whole thing or you're going to try to do, don't do do the whole thing I'm going to let so I'm a, like a huge completionist when it comes to that stuff and mm-hmm. my girlfriend is worse than me about that can't take leaving stuff off the table kind of Very. Few so I, I explained to her in detail like what I've read from what I've talked about with y'all and uh, told her like it's all the first season the first 12 episodes of the second season and then the finale of the second season.
0: I heard Fire With Me also helps. But that's what some I heard. Stuff in that. From what I
2: understand, I have not seen it from what I understand. It's optional. It, it is considered the darkest, some of the darkest Lynch ever put to screen. The first
3: that. Step, we, we, we just watched the pilot, which is, you know, like a movie. It's uh, almost two hours long. Yeah. So good, though. It's so racy for its time period. Like, yeah. Like, really disturbing for network TV in the early 90s. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's really weird. It's just perfect weirdness of David Lynch, too, is that show. Like, like more, more a than the movie. Like, a perfect weird thing I always remember in the first season is, like, there's just some teen, like, teen soap opera type thing in a hi- high school like hallway, and then the camera just lingers, and you just see a guy, like, just do, like, a break dance in the background and go out. <laughs> it's like, there's no explanation, and that's kind of like the Lynch touch to it. Is yeah, you don't I'm know right. what's important and what's just, like... Universe.
2: It is, it is a weird combination of daytime soap opera, mm-hmm. horror movie, and comedy.
3: Mm-hmm. It's got funny moments. I mean, Kyle McLaughlin was hilarious of moments in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And just how, like, weird he is mm-hmm. and neurotic. Like, they'll be in the middle of talking about, like, we have to find the guy who killed her. It's horrible. What are those trees? There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like totally, like, no segue at all. Mm-hmm. Like, he's obviously kind of a loony. I've read a little piece of the uh, little article about the first episode and the part where he pulls the thing the R out from under her fingernail mm-hmm. uh, the network was like no we can't that scene's way too long it's way too uncomfortable we can't have that and he was just like alright I'll just pull a whole damn thing <laughs> like, find another show yeah and <laughs> yeah. they were like well okay I just love like this would, I'm sure with David Lynch like he's not bluffing he's crazy yeah <laughs> He probably really thinks that scene like makes the whole 20 episodes he wants yeah. to do or whatever.
2: Did
0: you guys ever see the episode of Louie where David Lynch is like the go-between for The Tonight Show? <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Louie. Yes. I watched Lucky Louie. It's so weird. It's so weird. And that's just however I picture like things about David Lynch is him in that voice where he's just shouting. It's like, yes, that would be Okay.
2: <laughs> so, he's on, he plays, uh, I mean, spoiler from 25 years ago, but he plays a uh, an FBI agent uh-huh. in Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. and he is, like, hard of hearing and needs mm-hmm. hearing aids, but the hearing aids don't work, and so he's just, he's, it's just this purely comedic role where he's just repeating incorrect things back to the people who just said something to him, mm-hmm. and so out of place in, like, what's, it would be so out of place in another, like, serious, like, if it was in The Killing or something, Mm -hmm. that sort of character would be so out of place, but with David Lynch, it's just like, eh, it makes (laughs) sense, I guess, because it's, to to do, like, really dumbed down, almost like, I don't know what the hearing equivalent of Mr. Magoo is, but it's sort of like Mm -hmm. that, and it's just really bizarre, which fits. With Twin yeah. Peaks. But I, uh, while we're on the topic of Twin Peaks, I've, I've seen the first two episodes of the new season. Of the new season. Yeah. And it is uh, it is
3: Lynch Unleashed, is what I would call it. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, that's one reason why we started now. We've always meant to watch it. Just now dove into it. Uh, I only watched one movie. I watched an animated movie from 2016. It made a shit ton of money. And it was really good. I watched Secret Life of Pets. Mm-hmm. on Netflix. I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was really cute. Mm-hmm. I did not like that movie. Oh, it was... I had moments that were hilarious. I mean, I, it was, it was the same way that the jokes in Inside Out were like super topical yeah. and not hard to write, but done well, so they're fine. Yeah. I, mean, I laughed my ass off at the little dog on the pole leash in the park. It like kept walking up to another group of dogs and was like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I would, yeah, regret. I would
0: actually like chuckle when those commercials would come by for super like pets. Like, am I going to see this movie? Like, there's a thing where they're they're playing uh, like the the poodle is like playing the metal music, yeah, and it's like super sweet, and then it plays like the death metal. It's like, <laughs> I don't know, it just looks like some fun visual jokes. Yeah, I mean, it's not
3: it's not fantastic. It's not it's not Zootopia, and it doesn't touch anything Pixar's done. But it was a fine hour twenty minute movie. It was. I laughed.
1: I was surprised Kelly saw it recently. She didn't like it. Hmm. Of all people, I think that, that that's like right in Kelly's wheelhouse.
3: Yeah, I mean, you have. I think you kind of have to. I don't know. A lot of the animated movies over the past couple of years have taken such like a moral route. Yeah, like, to check out this lesson, and they're really I mean, they may try, but they don't hit it hard. Mm. In this one, but it's, it's it's fine. It's about pets loving their owners. I mean, yeah, we're all animal
1: people. It's sweet. <laughs> how uh, how would you rank it uh, between Hotel for Dogs and Snow Dogs? Also, add in the Secret Life of Walter Mitty.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Hotel Rwanda. While we're at it, <laughs>
1: whoa! This is the Don Cheadle connection from Hotel for Dogs and I
0: actually, yeah. Pet
1: Cemetery. Yeah, Ugh, this is hard. Top? No, <laughs> it's be- better than Hotel Rwanda that's and that's <laughs> Life of Brian.
3: <laughs> no, definitely better than than Snow Dogs and. I watched Hotel for Dogs. I think I've seen that movie like four Why? times. So bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I think it was one of those like hungover days in like college where you wake up and you're like laid on the couch and it's like the remote's four feet away. Yeah. And you just watch Hotel for Dogs <laughs> or Sydney with, White so if, <laughs> with
2: commercials. If, yeah. If this podcast ever becomes really popular and we, you know, there's like a a devoted fan side or anything to it, then I really hope what they spend their time on is totaling up all the movies t j all the times t j has says he had seen a movie fit for different movies and totaling up all the time spent watching or re- re- rewatching movies because you know you're in the triple digits on Jurassic park easy. <laughs> And it's like every time we bring up some
3: like shitty movie Watch it a lot. He's just like Cowboys. I've seen that like 12 times. 12 times. <laughs> it was just like, on.
2: Well,
1: uh, You spent a day of your life watching Space Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> 12, 12. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When, when Force Awakens was coming out you're like yeah I just have the movies on on my TV in the background. I think I've seen Phantom Menace a few times now. Yeah. And it's like why would you do that? Yeah, before
3: Force Awakens <laughs> came out, I watched the like loop of Star Wars for like three weeks. I had, like every time I walked into a place with a device, I just started it on, on Voodoo again. Make it Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Pick me up where I left off. Get thrown out of Mo's. It was over over. <laughs> it was overcast <laughs> enough on the way home from work. Yeah, pop up fucking Clone Wars. In the go. <laughs> I love clouds. <laughs> <laughs> so so weird think that you love clouds. Yeah, so I can watch TV on my phone on the way home from work. If it's too bright, oh, I can't right, see right, anything. Right. <laughs> can see but you can at least, could at least could make hear it more all clear. I project them <laughs> onto the clouds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've got the greatest projector on earth. That was a tangent. <laughs> yep. What were we talking about? Hotel what? for Dogs. Oh, <laughs> hotel for Dogs. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: TJ watched Hotel for Dogs for the eighth time. Oh, That's right. I was like, I was like what here, if there yeah. was
0: a grand hotel for dogs. <laughs> grand. The Grand Boot. Just for dog future hotel. fans, it was four
3: times Hotel for Dogs, <laughs> twelve times Space Cowboys, well <laughs> in a triple digit Jurassic Park.
1: Keep score.
0: So you watched Secret Life of Pets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay, I, I, you liked it.
1: Yeah, it's like a three out of five, maybe. Brad, I can't help but notice that. Did your rating of John dies at the end go down by half a star after we after we recorded last weekend?
2: Yeah, sometimes reflection, I go back and change. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think that's appropriate. <laughs> I usually rank them immediately after watching them, and then yeah. after a few days yeah. i'm not I not see it and just be like, eh, it was better or it was worse and John does at the end it
1: was worse i just I just love the idea that like a movie that you ranked two stars, so obviously you' just like I'm not a fan of this movie <laughs> upon revisiting you were like, two stars isn't shitty enough of a rating for this fucking movie. <laughs> and, I, and,
2: and the reason why is because the next movie I watched was a two-star movie, and, yeah. and as I watched it, I ranked it two stars, and I saw it next to John Does at the end, and I thought, this was better than John Does at the end. <laughs> but I don't want to give this more credit. I want to give less credit to John Does at the end.
3: <laughs> Man, this looks like it should be way worse than anything. But it's your turn, so you can to talk about it now. Yeah, yeah sorry. I just—I so, always
1: look at your iPad because you've got some methodical in like you because we like colors. I've, I've had this this meat and cheese we, board up like, the whole podcast. Just because I need to like look at it from time to time. If, if the Willow
2: Walkers <laughs> could record an alternate uh, version where they just say, they like colors. <laughs> they like colors. Yeah, I watched uh, just a small handful of movies. I watched the 2016 movie Me Before You, starring Amelia Clark and a guy named Sam Claflin, who. <laughs> Uh, oh, Sam Claflin! Yeah,
1: the legendary Sam Claflin. Uh, Looking at the cover, is it a Nicholas Sparks book? It looks
2: like one. I actually thought it might be. And I
0: think it's a Jojo Reyes' book. The Braves pitcher. <laughs> jo- I was not expecting to hear that name today. <laughs> no, it's her. Her name's something like JoJo, something like. Oh, that. that's right. It's a. It's a woman wrote the
2: novel, and then she adapted it herself for the yeah. for the screen.
3: So JoJo Reyes the Braves pitcher from like
1: for like half a season, eight years ago. It was really a really weird. Point. Yeah, it's her. Her name's is JoJo Raist. No, I don't know. I no. was no. just trying to say. <laughs> yes, it was that Braves pitcher. It was that woman. Uh,
2: so it's about I don't know What it's about.
1: No It's Amelia Clark. It Jojo is,
3: Moyes Jojo Moyes it's about, Are you about Who's gonna finish During sex first?
0: That'd be fun Just random But I always picture The the me before you As like the The thing in the office Because I've been watching it Is when they do that Night of the Roxbury sing Scene Where they go Me you 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 Me 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 you you I'm like Do that bad <laughs> So is it that? <laughs>
1: The male lead is uh, Finnick O'Dare from Hunger Games. That's what he's in. That's right.
0: No, it's
2: a. He is a uh, quadriplegic. Uh, she is hired to take care of him, and they fall in love. Uh, and then, so they're they actually have really good chemistry, the two of them in the movie. And the story made me angry, and I hate the story, and they should be punished for making this movie. Well, he's already a quadriplegic. <laughs> What's you gonna do to him? It's just some decisions they make in the latter half of the movie with with the story and it's just it goes from like oh i can see where this is going to i did not see where this is going and i'm a lot why of them they put in photon guns I would, <laughs> oh that would be great you <laughs> got a jetpack no do, do you care about spoilers for me before you no. uh yeah the after falling in love the guy decides that life is uh life even in love with amelia clark is still not worth living and so uh he goes he ends his life huh How through like Come on, man. (laughs) Medically assisted suicide. And it's the stupid (laughs) (laughs) How? Well, obviously he needs help.
0: (laughs) <laughs> for there I'm what
2: were you thinking like, like he's <laughs> just like hey let, let me out at this cliff
3: I <laughs> knew yeah, the answer I was just trying to make it funny it worked apparently so yeah. i I
2: also pictured you thinking like prolegics are immortal you've <laughs> taken that much from them <laughs> he has to find the cure,
1: to, the, cure to, the cure to living I just pictured leading up to a TG going Well he couldn't have jumped on a bridge (laughs) What's left? Can't shoot himself (laughs) Can't get up on a stool
0: (laughs) (laughs) No helicopters nearby I can't breathe
2: No helicopters
1: (laughs) What? He could could roll
2: into (laughs) a decapitation Right so he can't fly a helicopter into a mountain (laughs) It's true you can't jump up into the rotors of one. <laughs> this is so funny.
1: <laughs> the chest hurts. It's gonna be a lot to edit out of this
0: one. <laughs> now, this is staying in.
1: Uh, sorry, Brian.
2: No, it's okay. This movie does not deserve a serious discussion. Uh, so,
0: Did you have more fun right now than <laughs> you did watching the whole oh, movie? Oh, yeah. definitely. sounds like it. it. Right. What would have been a better ending? Because you said you thought you knew where the, it was going. The
2: generic romantic comedy where, you know, or the, the generic romance ending where she... <laughs> he goes into a <laughs> robot. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: freedom. The Pacific Rim. <laughs> Can't. Like Avatar, did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, more than they're phony. I a picture. <laughs> it takes his own life, but how? <laughs>
1: <laughs> how do they do it, <laughs> Felix? How did he solve the paradox? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have been watching The Office. That felt like such a Kevin moment. But how? <laughs> It's like a, a Holly
3: talking to Kevin when she's like, I'm going to go to the store. It's like, oh, you have a car? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so dumb.
0: You drive it yourself. My favorite character.
3: <laughs> he
2: looks at the camera he's like, I'm going to bang Holly.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: she's,
1: she's so she showed so much interest. In so me. proud of you. What do you do here? I do the numbers. <laughs> oh, wow.
3: Hey.
2: What are we doing? I would not recommend that movie to anyone. Me okay. before you. got it. Uh, I rewatched Lincoln from 2012.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? What? So
3: how?
2: I loved it. I thought it was really good. Is the you know when when I watched it, I think I watched it in the gear up for Oscar season five mm-hmm. years ago. And with the first time you watch that movie, you're just watching Daniel Day Lewis pretty much, and because it's it's incredible him in that movie. Mm-hmm. And rewatching it gave me a, another chance to actually just enjoy the rest of the movie. And it's really really good. Yeah, uh, James Spader is fantastic in that movie, and so is Tommy Lee Jones, and so I feel everybody's really great. It's got a really deep cast too. Adam Driver and mm-hmm. Dane DeHaan. Make appearances Mm. in
3: Lincoln. That was a deep year for Best Supporting Actor, too. I think like Tommy Jones was maybe the favorite going in, but it wasn't
0: clear. You had Robert De Niro in uh, *Silver Linings*. Mm. Christoph Waltz won that year, right? Twenty twelve is that right for Django? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, those same years are because Alan Arkin was also up.
3: You picked him in our Oscar thing. You, You picked Waltz. Nice. Yeah, but that's a... a big year, though. Tom Lee Jones was great in, like,
0: NFL.
2: Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis is, is, I mean, even on a rewatch, still amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I remember, like, I remember disliking that movie before I saw it. A Spielberg movie about Lincoln. It's yeah. just like, oh, this is gonna oh, this, what a Dale thing to talk about. Like, it's gonna be reverential, and, and it's gonna be like a boring affair. But when I saw it, I loved that movie. Yeah. I liked that it was really. I was, like,
3: I was the same way ahead of time because I thought it was gonna be like standard like biopic. It yeah. wasn't, and it's not. It's about this like event that happened. Yeah, it's not even mm-hmm. just about the
2: Lincoln presidency. It's not even just about the Civil War. It's about the Thirteenth Amendment, right? And mm-hmm. that's it. And that's. I think that makes it a lot better because it's more focused and it allows for the other characters yeah. to have more to do.
0: I love that approach yeah. with biopics, mm. as opposed to like doing like eighty years of a person's it's, life. Yeah, just...
2: similar to Selma, it reminded me of Selma in that yeah. way. In that Selma's not really about; it's not a biopic of MLK. Mm-hmm. It's just MLK in Selma.
1: Yeah, that was my favorite thing about Jobs was the the, the they decided to focus around like the three big product launches. Yeah, that was really well done, and not try and you know show his whole career and rise yeah
0: or you have a dumb moment when he's a kid and like uh, yeah. eats an apple and goes huh <laughs> you know? some bullshit thing <laughs> bullshit like, <to> the light? <laughs> right it, i mean yeah like, puts it, together a machine it's like how did you do that he's seven years old <laughs> <laughs> they knew back then like
2: you yeah. yeah it's it's like a, <laughs> it's probably the
3: action culture one that i never saw even the, though those things probably happened in that yeah.
2: even though i liked a movie like ray that stuff kind of is more likely to happen in a movie yeah. like Ray, where you're yeah. trying to tell the, the whole life story. Yeah, where it's Ray walking up to a piano and he's like a little boy and he's like, "What is this? It's mm-hmm. a piano, idiot."
3: Yeah, those movies can can not slide. <laughs> not dumb. <laughs> I don't think he's he was all the faces, think, aren't we? <laughs> I don't think he was blind. when he he turned blind. He got turned.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that what turned means. <laughs>
0: the entire stadiums of blind people this,
3: <laughs> this, this lightsaber
2: belonged to your father before he was turned to the blind side
3: yeah those movies they're, they're it's possible to make them not bad like i think ray good i think old blonde's great yeah but it's easy to fuck
1: them up yeah yeah it's also after seeing so many oscar bait biopics it's fun to see ones that take a different sure. approach to, sh- to telling the story yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah even though walk the line and ray are entertaining movies, they still, they hit the same beats. It's like any biopic with the conventional, like, lifetime thing is gonna hit the same beats.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they're also showing, like, how like, wild their careers are, whereas Lincoln not that it's the goal, but they're trying to show a great man, and if that's what you're trying to do you don't need to show his entire life.
0: Yeah. yeah. You um, can also reveal through action rather right. than through two hours of just like, this is everything. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I watched uh, another movie, one other movie that I'd actually two other movies I forgot. Uh, but uh, one movie I've never heard of before. It's called The Woman in the Window. Have you ever heard of this movie? Mm-mm. It's uh, it's from 1944. It stars Edward G. Robinson as a criminology professor, and he's kind of uh, meek, which is unusual for Edward G. Robinson. Usually and he's a uh,
0: gangster bully guy.
2: Yeah. He sees this, like, painting in a window uh, of a store of this, like, sultry, sexy-looking lady, and uh, he kind of gets obsessed with it, and then he meets the woman who posed for the painting. It's just like a one thing leads to another. There's a death, and then he tries to cover up the the death and hide the body and everything, and it's about him basically hoping he's covered all his bases in disposing of this body, Mm -hmm. and then the police investigation that ensues. And him being a criminology professor, he's friends with the district attorney, and so it's like a lot of paranoia from his perspective. It's a really good noir movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd never heard of it It a uh, I was reading the Wikipedia article and apparently a couple of years ago some online magazine maybe Paste magazine they all run together for me I don't know the yeah. difference between some of them but uh, they ranked it as the greatest noir film of all time really? yeah mm-hmm. and uh, I was reading it, it helped establish the like the, the term noir it's on an app that we don't normally talk about but it is uh, it is a free streaming app that just has commercials throughout that you don't even need a login for it's called Tubi TV Yeah. T-U-B-I mm-hmm. And if you got a Roku or a Fire Sticker or anything, I would recommend adding that because they've got a good selection of older stuff that you just have to watch some commercials during. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. To be. To be TV. To be continued. And I watched another movie also on 2B TV. It was uh, nowhere near as good. It was called Abraxas <laughs> Guardian of the Universe. <laughs> I wouldn't expect those two. To so this was uh, last night. I was I was the one to play solitaire on my tablet and just have something on in the background, and I I found this movie, and it stars Jesse. What nothing. Your goal, you set out to play solitaire. <laughs> yeah. Was, well, I was just like, I just wanted like sit and okay play dumb games on my tablet while yep. I watch a movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars Jesse the the Body Ventura, a <laughs> Abraxas Guardian of the Universe. Good so far. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, box one. Uh, is it really pulpy? Oh, it's really nothing. Okay. Um, it's just horrible. He has two faces. I don't know if you've ever seen the two faces of Jesse Ventura. There's the, there's the regular face where he just says ninety percent of his lines with no. It's like a cold, dead look in his eye, and no facial expression. <clears throat> it's, it's all that
1: monotone, like. I'm gonna. My name's Abraxas, and this is what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna just I'm playing a role, but I don't know how to act.
2: Yep. And then there's the other one, which is the same face but louder. <laughs> um, it's sexual Tyrannosaurus face. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just read you a quick... Okay. Abraxas and Secundus, played by Sven Thorson, are intergalactic police officers or finders from a planet called Sargasia. Their race is similar to humans, but they live for 10,000 years. Each, <laughs> finder, so each finder is equipped with an answer box, which serves as a communicator and scanner. It can also detect any object from a distance based on vibration so anyway the plot of the movie is Secundus is a former finder goes rogue and is trying to find the anti-life equation and -hmm. believes that the only way for him to do that is to impregnate a human female and their spawn will then be smart enough to come up with the anti-life equation (laughs) it's
3: a multi-step process
2: for him to uh, so that Secundus
0: he has a pretty easy equation
2: (laughs) 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 how to not have life well, I, was, I got clicked on Anti-Life Equation. Apparently, that's a Marvel Universe thing. Huh. Uh, even though Abraxas just straight ripped it off. Oh. The weirdest thing about the movie is that Jim Belushi makes a cameo appearance about 20 minutes in as the offspring's principal at his hmm. elementary school, and then he doesn't appear for the rest of the movie. It's really strange. There's Ooh. a five-minute so scene with Jim They
0: live for 10,000 years, but they still have elementary school. Well, yeah. they and principals. They...
2: He, they come to Earth. Oh, okay. it, most of it takes it's place on it. Earth. And it's mostly really boring. Uh, I was,
1: I was going to make a goof by reading off a quote and just, like, how, like, terrible the dialogue was. But I'm looking at this. I don't understand. The dialogue, they're not talking to each other. Everyone seems like they're talking past each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's... I don't know why this conversation's highlighted between Secundus and Abraxas, but... Let's hear it. What happened to your face? I was vaulted. T-squared. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like they lined your skull with play steel. It's over. Right. I win. The girl will bear my child, and he will be the answer. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, who?
2: What? Well, thing is, <laughs> I win. The girl will bear my child. <laughs>
1: it's weird.
2: Anyway, it's on 2B TV if anybody is interested in that. <laughs> this is an argument against getting 2 <laughs> Well, you don't have to pay for it. That's the good <laughs> okay. news. Okay. That's the good news. You also never have to watch a not you,
1: Right. You don't have to watch it. Is there a sequel it? to that? To so
0: Abraxas, boldest Love. I, I saw, saw it. Something
2: said. <laughs> <laughs> this, this poster is badass for Abraxas. Damn. Guardian of the Universe. Cool yeah, he shit. Is, he's cool as shit. That guy is. Or he's saying, I want
0: to know what love is. <laughs> yeah, he's just
2: singing. Yeah, that's the only face that uh, Ventura makes the whole movie. That's how all the lines are delivered through nice. that face. Does he really have a laser
0: okay. eye in the movie?
2: Nope. Didn't have the money for that. <laughs> no. False advertising. Spent it
0: all on the poster.
2: It was, uh... It was really,
1: really bad. So, half star? Yeah, maybe. Nice. Better or worse than John dies at the end? Worse. Ooh. Yeah, I was hoping
2: it would be kind of campy. <laughs> and, yeah, in some way. But instead, it's just a lot of scenes of the mom just taking care of her kid. It's like, wow, I feel like you missed the... Fuck that. You missed the point of why people might go see a movie called Abraxas Guardian of the Universe. Yeah. By showing a mom just trying to take care of... The kid, like, won't talk. That's a side plot. The kid won't speak. It's just... There's a lot of scenes of her going to the doctor to see, like, why won't he speak? Because the kid was... This is not why we're here, (laughs) folks. (laughs) So anyway. Nice. Just to confirm, movies with the main star of uh, Jesse, the body Ventura...
1: Not that great so far but i'll I'll continue he working through his resume well'll work through <laughs> or you pissed off work
0: <laughs> being finished
1: you must watch our praxis, and you're like
0: what <laughs> really
1: but you can play solitaire <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would allow it <laughs> uh TV
2: uh all the the only TV was uh leftovers I guess
3: yeah I figure we'll just talk a little bit more about that
2: next week yeah yeah so we'll by the time y'all hear this, you will have already heard, or you will have already seen the final episode of The Leftovers, but uh, we'll we'll do a double episode recap to, right, damn. to finish so, it out.
0: Don't tell week. us any spoilers. Because <laughs> <laughs> when, get... when you're playing the podcast, we can hear you. <laughs> we'll have seen it too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even your stupid gag world was stupid. <laughs> Shut up.
0: This isn't like Jim Caviezel frequency thing. <laughs> Our podcast... Talks to Dennis Quaid. Wait, it's Wait. about to happen if it is. I'm hearing it now. No, this is like <laughs> backdraft I want to set you on fire. <laughs> Damn. Speaking of setting on fire, do you guys want to talk a little streets? A, a little, little breezy? A little breezy on the streets? I'm still, I'm still breezy, breezy on the streets. On the streets. Breezy. Do, do we have a list of the news items somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> I'll read through them. Uh, at hyperspeed? At hyperspeed. Hyper All right. Uh, I didn't see a ton of new trailers come out. Anyone got any trailers? In the there? Press.
2: Murder on the Orient Express oh, yeah. trailer oh, yeah. is out, and looks I good. I yeah. Nice.
0: We talked so much depth last week that I figured the trailer came out. <laughs> I guess we were just talking about the,
2: uh... I just noticed, the picture found out it. that it was a movie. I really like the scene. you watch the trailer? No, I just saw oh. that the trailer was out. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a good scene in the trailer where it's from the view of the inspector, who is, I think, Kenneth Branagh, <coughs> and, uh he's just walking down the the train car and you just see all the possible suspects mm. and it's
1: sitting looking at him so it looks looks good yeah oh, I might, might dive into the original before that comes out Yeah, it's a classic yeah it's got all kinds of people in it yeah kind of movie I like With all kinds of people. It's very (laughs)
0: inclusionist of you. Yeah. But anyway, the main news is we have an update on Brendan Fraser. Yes, we do. I saw an article that he's got not one but two projects in the work on TV. (laughs) After being snubbed out of The Mummy. He's going to be in a remake of Three Days of the Condor. It's going to be a TV show this time. I don't know what role he's playing. I don't think he's going to be playing the Robert Redford role. No, he'll play the Condor either. Maybe he's going to be one of the three days. He's going to be... Mr. Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> and he's also going to be in a new uh, anthology show on FX. It's uh, Danny Boyle's making like a mystery anthology show because that's all FX does. <clears throat> yes. um, he's going to be a fixer in the uh, the famous Getty kidnapping. Mm. The Getty fortune they had their child kidnapped and mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil the rest. <laughs> but he's in it. Okay. So I saw... I know we were worried about him a couple episodes ago. Isn't,
2: isn't the nut job too coming out also? Yeah. yeah. So Everything's coming up, Brendan.
0: Everything's coming up, Freezy. <laughs> freezy on the streets. Freezy <laughs> on the streets. Um, another uh, TV news. Uh, you guys probably saw this, but TJ Miller's thieving Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I have no thoughts.
0: Yes. It sounds like there's not a lot of animosity. It's just that he wants uh, a break and wants the show to kind of do some different stories. He's kind of a weird guy anyway, so I kind of believe it that he would uh, go that route.
2: Yeah. It's also HBO too where I feel I don't know, that feeling like maybe I don't mind it when TV shows don't run that long or at least take big breaks between their seasons or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, if they want to put the whole show on hold and just wait till everybody's got something more interesting to do rather than feeling forced or, you know, pressured to churn out more episodes that would be fine
1: yeah right. I feel like that shows that kept a good pace in you know not writing themselves into a corner <laughs> just in general but the Ehrlich Bachman character kind of is
0: yep kind of some of the same stuff
1: yeah that like stoner bombast know-it-all only works for so long there's only so much he can do without breaking the character mm-hmm. right um, so yeah that's what he wants to do I'm sure that everyone on the cast is fine with it they're all good buddies
0: um also in uh News, underwhelming news. The Top Gun sequel got a subtitle: Top Gun, Top Gunner, Topper, topper Gun, <laughs> Top Gun Tour. All these are better. It's Top Gun: colon, Maverick, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, brilliant, topical. Uh, they like Tom Cruise talks a little bit about the plot. It's going to be like what's happening to Maverick in the age of drones, where he doesn't get to fly as much. <laughs> That's it. Well, Sounds, I know
2: that's what I wanted from Top Gun: less flying.
0: And I want to know Maverick's take on drones. I hope. I hope at actually, some point is
3: there going to be like the? It can't respond like a human can, and you have to go do you it. You need himself. to get up there, Maverick. <laughs>
0: that's gotta. Be, that's gotta happen. I would so, see a drone play volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> Take
1: it I hope I hope it's not like military drones. I hope it's those shitty little quadcopter things. <laughs> yeah. So the whole movie is just like in the <laughs> background <laughs> hovering around Tom Cruise. Quit it. <laughs> <laughs> really like, that almost
2: sounds like a, it won a contest for worst idea for a movie. Like yeah. it, it'd be like you know let's make a sequel to Bullet with uh, self driving cars. You know, like, well, what's the point? Let's take away all the magic of the original yeah. movie
1: and see how that works. Yeah. Let's do George of the Jungle, but instead of having a jungle, it's a concrete jungle. <sighs> Watch out for that.
2: So, Crocodile leaf. Dundee, too? <laughs> Cro- crocodile Dundee in
0: Los Angeles? I don't know. The bullet idea sounds amazing to me. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're
2: just
1: patiently waiting for each other. It's a, it's a speed limit. Uh,. <laughs> Regulated chase. <laughs> I don't know if this is in your news hits, but more Netflix graveyard appearances. Uh, Sense Eight is, uh, is hitting the hitting the skids, and Sense Eight I think is is probably the sexiest show on television. Um, you know, Netflix they can do what they want, but there is at least one orgy an episode. Huh, I need to check <laughs> out the <this> show. <laughs> it's weird. It I, I really like wanted to love
3: the first season, and I just like liked it. Yeah, there's just a lot of that. The, the the sex was at a point in time, just like
1: okay yeah I get it it's a lot of characters discovering their sexuality because the whole idea is that these eight people are linked mm-hmm. and so they're all they all share the same sensations Sen- sensations <laughs> but so there's lots of like ooh when I masturbate it feels like I'm giving this guy a hand job and it feels like and but I'm experiencing it and it's just you know and then they film it where they're all just kind of like naked writhing massive like. Grand Falloon, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's good, and the the premise is really interesting. But they kind of focus more on the salaciousness of the premise.
0: Yeah, I know when it when it came out, it was praised for a lot of the uh, inclusive casting. Where yep. it's got like uh,
1: first transgender character, right? Transgender character played by a transgender. I- yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't know if, if if it's first, but it's definitely. Plotted for having a transgender, yeah, probably one on the highest profile. Yeah, because this is a Wachowski on
0: a TV joint. show. Because Tangerine, maybe a TV show. Yeah, yeah. So I think since
1: I was was Tangerine the the first season. I don't know. They don't have like a Korean American playing the South Koreans. They play, have like a bunch of South Korean actors mm-hmm. and like filmed in South Korea. It's probably way too expensive to
0: make. I think part of it is Netflix is a victim of its own success. Is there's they've got so many shows that have hit lately. Yeah. And are expensive. So many shows that are expensive and successful that you can't pick up every single thing. Right. I guess, and Netflix only Netflix knows the numbers for what the viewers are, because none of that's available. So maybe they just made a call.
1: I like both arms dove, swan dove into uh, (laughs) Swan dove. I took a swan dive into Hemlock Grove thinking that it was like... Going to be of the same caliber as Orange is the New Black or Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And Hemlock Grove fucking it sucks. Mm-hmm. It's really stupid. Yeah, so they've got some stinkers. They've also got some great shows. That's the easiest comment to say about anything. <laughs> some things are good, some things are bad. <laughs> it's like a, <laughs> those take are the the facts. a lot of stuff you in take the middle. The
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's like uh, the book report that you, you didn't read the book. Yeah. Well, I liked parts of this, <laughs>
3: other parts I didn't like as much.
2: All in all, I give it a solid, you know, C. <laughs> Good
3: job. It's getting really Good. annoying, book ports. <laughs> <You>? Elementary school. <laughs> I give it a C. Go fuck yourself.
2: Tale of Two Cities is
0: fantastic. <laughs> How dare
2: you? That's what we read at Ballground Elementary. The Tale of Two Cities.
1: <laughs> probably what you read. It was the best of books? They're like, <laughs> it was the worst of books. I <laughs> 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 just watched A Tale of
0: Two Kitties instead. <laughs> Garfield Reverse.
3: A picture like. They, uh, everybody got a copy of, like, Cracked Magazine, and they, they blew off the old copy of Tale of Two Cities to give to Brent. <laughs> if, if, if Tale of Two Cities wasn't uh,
2: done in Goosebumps form, I
3: don't think uh, school <laughs> carried
1: it. You got more news... Yo,
0: back! <laughs> <laughs> I do. I got. Uh, this may be only interesting to me news, but the Cannes Film Festival finished. Anyone care about Cannes? No. Who won the Palm? Well, I'm going to try to make you care. Okay. The Palm got won by <laughs> the movie called The Square. As you know that movie, uh, guess you guys hear that movie Force Majeure? I knew we backed the wrong shape earlier this <laughs> year. We were, we were thinking the circle was going be to be great. A list. But it's the square. But did you guys ever see the movie Force Majeure? No. It's like the avalanche. Swedish movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's uh, this guy's follow-up. Huh.
3: I didn't really like that one that much. Did you?
0: I liked it. Yeah. It was good. Um, Also getting awards, um, Sofia Coppola's movie The Beguiled. It's like uh, Nicole Kidman and uh, Civil War, Colin Farrell thing. That movie
2: looks really good. It's a remake of a Clint Eastwood movie.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And I hear it subverts, instead of the male gaze, it's the female gaze, kind of turning it on its head, y'all, for c- current times. Have you, seen the, have you seen the trailer for The Begad? Yeah. No. Check, Check it out. Good.
2: Check it out. It nice. looks really good. really good.
0: She got Best uh, best Director for that. And uh, what else? Oh, Best Screenplay. It was a tie, but one of them uh, went to Yorgos Lanthimos. He did The Lobster. Yeah. <laughs> this is the follow-up, uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, also with Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman. They're cool. kind of in two different movies this year. Hmm. Um, I'm kind of excited for that, but yeah, it was a tie between you, Lanthimos and who? Um, Lynn Ramsey should a movie called uh, something. Cool. <laughs> it's it's some generic thing like you were never really here. I think that's what it's called. Hmm. Joaquin Phoenix got best actor for that. She did. Uh, we have to talk about Kevin. You well, guys heard of that movie? Uh, uh, got yeah,
2: it. I, I I did that on my watch list one time here. Hmm. Oh yeah, it was good, but I hated it. At the same time, I just hated the feeling of watching. Mm.
0: And other major award, I think actress went to um, what's your face, Diane Kruger, German actress for a Mm -hmm. German movie. Oh wow, in the Fade, I believe. But from those, I'm kind of excited about the Force Majeure follow up, and definitely the next Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Yeah, those movies are unique and singular. And I I
2: want to see the lobster. I heard that uh, Lynch screened the first two episodes of the new season of Twin Peaks there at Cannes and uh, got a five minute standing ovation. So, more reason to check it out because a bunch of snooty French people. Yeah, (laughs)
0: Yeah, they they, they were into it.
2: I was just going to say I have one more bit of news Untitled Paul Thomas Anderson movie is now titled. Oh, what is it? It's The Phantom Thread. Just give it all the Oscars. So him. that's uh, basically all that is—is is a sign that it might actually be coming out this year. <laughs> it's that the movie has a title. I
3: mean, the last time I looked at his or the studios like Twitter, it's still got a release date of Christmas. Hmm. Yeah, they're filming it now. It's just they're not going to make Paul Thomas Anderson title anything when he doesn't want to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. He's got he's got Lewis and him behind the the wheel. They're mm-hmm. they're just like yeah, do whatever. So it'll but, definitely make more money than
2: it cost. You know what I mean? it wasn't in the news it was just I went back to the same Wikipedia article and the Wikipedia article now had a nice. title so I figured that means it's legit sounds cool. like a Metal
3: Gear sequel the Phantom yeah. thread yeah you're gonna claim credit I think all four of us picked
0: yeah we did a good job we picked that Wonder Woman was the best call last weekend I don't think any of us saw it but I'm pretty happy it that it made money made <laughs> I feel money. like there was a lot riding on it
3: cleaned up on the like ranking sites Metacritic Rotten Tomatoes yeah by far the best DC EU movie mm-hmm. out there Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what are, y'all, what are y'all picking for the upcoming weekend? What's it your... out
0: We got uh, the aforementioned The Mummy with the aforementioned Tom Cruise. Uh... And it, the commercials don't really make me that excited to see it. It seems like a TV for me. I'll watch it, it TV. when it comes out. Yeah. They
1: and, spend so much time in those trailers showing her eyes splitting into two eyes. <laughs> Just like, why is that the highlight?
0: I've been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> I wear contacts too. <laughs> so, what else? other option is uh, we've talked about it before but the horror movie it comes at night mm-hmm. it's a follow-up from the guy who did uh, something
1: yep I remember <laughs> that one <What> is it <laughs> was just that I was just that can I forgot
0: what that guy did but anyway the commercials look really good it's got the red door it's got Joel Ed- Eggerton semi post-apocalyptic maybe it's in their minds maybe it's real kind of thing oh. but uh, looks pretty really, really stylish and thrillery
3: yeah I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it comes at night at the risk of it ending poorly like most horror movies do. If I had to go pick one of those to go see, I would definitely see that. Nine Uh, reviews on Rotten Tomatoes right now,
2: 100%. Well, even before knowing that, I would have picked It Comes at Night. Although, I actually think both. Uh, I don't know. Tom Cruise rarely makes unentertaining movies. So, I think you're safe going to see The Mummy, but I would pick It Comes at Night. Yeah, I'm with you on Tom
3: Cruise thing. I think the worst movie I've seen of him in the past decade was probably that Night and Day with Cameron Diaz, who I don't like. Yeah. And... I didn't like I wasn't bored watching it it's
2: that movie where he's like a he's uh, somebody who has to come visit Earth and do something it's Oblivion like a, Oblivion that was kind of boring well, uh, yeah that, I didn't finish it they stole all the plot from 2001 A Space Odyssey pretty much Oh, well, see I thought it was based on Wally. e <laughs> so I, I, uh, if, I,
1: if I have to guess I think Wonder Woman is going to keep the top spot at the box office uh, for sure okay. yeah um, there's no way that The Mummy dethrones it but I can go see The Mummy yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd pick that.
0: I'll go, it comes at night. I'm a little curious about, there's a movie called Beatrice at Dinner coming out, mm-hmm. where Selma Hayek's like a masseuse or something, mm-hmm. and John Lithgow is like this cartoonishly boorish, racist, white, privileged guy, mm-hmm. and it's like a dinner party from hell thing. Mm-hmm.
3: It's got like a
0: prestige director on it, and you should see the trailer. The trailer seems pretty interesting. It seems like it's going to be like a two hour cringe comedy. Nice. Yeah. I'll say I'm going with It Comes at Night. Right. You
3: because got three It Comes at Night and one the
1: Mummy. Yeah. I like it.
0: Suck on that,
1: mummy. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh.
0: Suck on that, mummy. Suck on that mumsy. <laughs> anyway, so that does it. Cool. We we watched, we played, we breezied, we out. <laughs> So this was Talky Talk, the podcast for TheMediaByUs.com. Please visit the site and see our stuff. Connect with us on Twitter at the Media by Us. Email us via us at gmail.com or our Facebook groups. Movies By Us, TVs By Us, Games By Us. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Oh, shout out to Alex, by the way, who commented on the uh, Movies By Us post by saying apoplectic apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's
2: the only... Alex, uh, just tell us what else you'd like for us to talk about during this portion because you're the only person listening.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the only person that gets this far. so. Way to go. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, please subscribe. Don't just download it every week like a loser. Subscribe so it's there waiting for you. And uh, let us know what uh, what we should do for future podcast ideas. Like maybe close this one down and start up a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Burn to the ground. Burn to the ground. Rebuild. And I want to say thanks again to the Willow Walkers for providing the intro music. And thanks will be in the show notes for the outro music. Because we don't know what it's going to be yet. Anyway, I want to say thanks to TJ. Yep. Yeah. Thanks to Brent. Happy to be here. And thanks to myself for being here. But a special thanks to Chris. Hey. And uh, that does it for this day's episode of Talk Talk. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Your face. I was bolted. T squared. <laughs> Looks like they lined your skull with play steel. It's over. Right. I win. The girl will bear my child and he will be
0: the answer. But you can play solitaire. I <laughs> will <laughs> allow it. Uh,.